police in the morning. Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today is Dan Berger. Dan is here to talk about his new YouTube comedy series, Pool Party. Dan, welcome to our show. It's good to be here. So what inspired you to start making uh, YouTube videos? Um, I've actually been making YouTube videos for a while. Um, yeah, I think it's a great it's a great uh, platform, you know, to to get your comedy out there, and you can you can reach the whole world pretty much for free, uh, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, when I actually started doing do, sort of doing comedy videos when YouTube was was first taking off, so it was cool. I, I was pretty amazed to have that that platform. But mostly doing like kind of spoofs of things. I did a spoof of the Usual Suspects. I did. Uh, a couple of election-related spoofs that were like the 2008 election. Um, so I've been on YouTube for a while. Very cool. Why don't you tell us a bit about your series, Pool Party? What's the general plot or the idea behind it? Sure. So Pool Party is uh, a series in which I play an Uber pool driver. And in each episode, there's sort of a ridiculous combination of passengers and uh, yeah, I was inspired very much by my own experiences riding Uber pools, and and uh, it was um, I just thought it was a pretty ridiculous situation. You've got you know four strangers pretty much in the car together. Uh, there could be all sorts of conflicts. You know, so someone needs to get somewhere on on time, and the other person's you know t- uh, kind of slow. And you know, there's all sorts of and just different personality types not getting along. I mean, I had I had a conflict with a, a lady actually in, in in an uber pool that really set this off i was with i was with my wife and she was in the back seat with this sort of overweight lady and her kind of overweight uh daughter and the and she kept saying that my wife was taking up too much of the seat in the back but in fact her daughter was taking up too much of the seat and we got into a whole argument i ended up t- insisting to the driver that that, that he gave them one star. It just got me thinking about uh, how many times stuff like this happens. Yeah. It seems like there's no shortage of crazy people that take Uber from uh, everything I've seen and heard. Yeah. No, I mean, people are surprisingly social in the Uber pools. People will really start start up a conversation. Uh, and, you know, people are flirting. People are making business deals. Like, all sorts of stuff happens. It's it's this, it's uh, it's kind of like being stuck in an elevator together or something. No, I've I've never heard of an Uber pool. What exactly is an Uber pool? So, and you know, it's not only Uber pool. Uh, you know, there's Lyft, Line, also, but all of these are like ride sharing services where you know normal uh, ride sharing is is just or your normal Uber or Lyft or whatever is is you order a cab, the driver comes, you and whoever's in your party are the only passengers. But Uber pool is you order the cab, the driver comes. There may be two or three other random passengers in it with you, and and because you're you have to ride with other passengers, which is kind of an annoyance, and you may even have to go out of your way, which is an extra annoyance. You it's cheaper, you know. So it's it's um, it's kind of it's kind of like carpooling, but but you know in a cab service, but and with strangers, <laughs> which is kind of insane. Interesting. Seems like this the making of a like a weird sitcom in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your series, you've got one episode out so far, right? That's right, yeah. Very cool. And it looks like it's got, it's met with a lot of success. You've got over 90,000 views, so congrats on that. You know, Reddit was very helpful for us. Um, 
we put it on Reddit in the sort of comedy subreddit, and and people really dug it, and it got it got to the front page, and I think that was a big part of the success. What has the general uh, response to your series been like? Have people sent their own um, Uber experiences to you guys, or? Definitely, yeah, yeah. People, people in the comments. I mean, I first of all, just positive, mostly positive responses in the comments. Some people, yeah, some people get certainly a lot of people I see in person have been giving their uh, their own crazy Uber stories. One thing I feel bad about, I, there's there's a line in there about uh, boy. Well, it should be pronounced Boise, Idaho, but it's uh, we said Boise, Idaho, which is how people usually pronounce it, but it, uh, that's wrong. And so we got called out several times in the comments for that. But um, but overall, like uh, definitely very positive, and yeah, people have been uh, sharing their stories and saying they want to they want to get involved. And some actors reached out and said they want to get involved, so that's pretty cool. Now, will you be using some of these stories that people have sent you for later episodes? Yeah, you know, one um, I was in. Uh, I'm based in New York. My my co-creator and I are based in New York. But I was I was in Los Angeles uh, a couple months ago and. And I talked to this guy, I was in an Uber pool and I asked the cab driver and he, uh, about anything crazy. And he was telling me about this guy who was, who was vaping in the, in the pool, I mean, in the Uber and, uh, and this woman, you know, understandably didn't want the guy to be vaping in the, in the pool. So the next episode actually is about vaping and I was kind of inspired by uh, an Uber pool driver himself. Yeah, I know recently I've been seeing a lot of signs when I go out places that says no smoking or vaping. Yeah, um, they're saying I, I used to get super pissed off. You know, I'd be at the mall or I'd... I've even seen people, like, at movie theaters vaping and shit. And it just... It, it really bugs me. It's like... Yeah. It's, it's not just the fact of, like, you know, smoke with, you know, all the terrible health concerns. But, like, it's just that, that obstruction that's there in yeah. the mist or in the smoke. <laughs> that really gets to me yeah no 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 it's crazy because it's so new it's like some a lot some people haven't figured out what to do with it whether it should be banned or not i think it should be banned but uh, but so that's sort of because it's that some sometimes the rules aren't written out even though we, should, we all sort of think like probably shouldn't be vaping in here uh the vapor can kind of can kind of uh, say that they that there's no rule against it and that's their defense so that that's sort of what the next one's about you know some other some other ideas. That's the one we've sort of written out, but but uh, definitely have some other ideas coming up. It's like a never-ending supplies of stories. Yeah, you know, and, and it's a good format. You can you can take a lot of different ideas you have and 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 put it in that format. So uh, so yeah, I think I think it's a good engine, as they say in the in the business. So is comedy your favorite genre to work in, or is it just like the one you're currently taking on? Yeah, definitely comedy. Comedy is my favorite. Uh, I sort of, I think I sort of see the world through a comedic lens. Uh, definitely, I, I like. I'm I'm very interested in the in uh, conflict comedy, kind of and, and, and awkwardness and sort of sort of like um, you know Kirby enthusiasm or Seinfeld. I, I definitely find and this uh, this British show Peep Show, which uh, which I love and and is kind of in that vein. That's kind of what I find I find interesting. Now, comedy is one of the most difficult genres to work with just due to the fact that everybody has their different opinion on what is funny. What kind of process do you go through with writing comedy to make sure to hit the widest available audience? 
Yeah, I mean, there's it's really several. Uh, you know, it, as with anything, there's there's a three. It's sort of a three step process, and it changes all that. So there's the writing step, which definitely will sort of my co creator and I will will write a draft, and then or I'll maybe I'll write the draft, and then we'll we'll both really look at it pretty closely and and try to refine it and really make sure it's um, hitting those comedic beats. I mean, you know, you're tell it's you're telling a story. It's not just comedy, you know, it's, it's like, you're also telling a story and you want, you want the story to be funny as well as the dialogue. Um, so that's definitely something, even though it's so short, you know, in there's, it has a three act structure, you know, it, it tells this story. And so definitely we're looking for both the story to be funny, you know, and, and have these, these plot moments that are funny and then also for the dialogue to be funny. So we definitely, you know, it, it took maybe five sessions or so to, to refine this script. And then, then you're on set is the second phase and you're, you know, letting the actors improv and seeing if they can maybe improve some lines that, that, that maybe aren't totally working. And then you, or maybe you think of something and, and try something, try something else. Then you're in the editing, you know, post-production process. And there you're still refining a lot. And some of the, some of my favorite moments from that first episode actually came around in the editing process, came about in the editing process. There's this look when, uh, when we're all chanting, fill up, fill up, fill up. And that the, um, Ashley, the red haired, um, actress sort of looks at Philip and is like, are, come on, are you going to say yes? And it wasn't, it definitely wasn't in the script, but, but we kind of found that and we're like, that's the perfect look to have at that moment. And there were a bunch of other a bunch of other moments like that 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 just sort of came around. There was a, when when they when the girls call him a creep that it just so happened that after kind of encouraging him to say that he was into the into Ashley, it just so happens that the car stops just then and it makes it an even bigger moment than it than it read on the page. And that was one of these sort of just fortuitous moments that came about in production and post production. So it definitely evolves, especially comedy, you know like Apatow and all these guys do do improv on on set because you know you if you're working with talented actors they may, you may come up with something even funnier than that was on the page that's pretty awesome you just kind of see what happens and um just work with what what's funny and what isn't and you some, yeah. some of the most famous lines in movies were improvised lines you know you got the shining when he breaks through the door here's yeah. johnny that, that <laughs> was improvised wow yeah. uh, in the movie they live Whenever Roddy Roddy Piper went into the bank, and he goes, "I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum," that was just something that, and you know, and all out of bubble gum, that was just something that he came up with. It wasn't like in the script; it was just something that that he threw in there, and that became like the most memorable line of the movie. Yeah, oh, I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, I think I think it's like you. I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I mentioned earlier. That he's, you know, Larry David sort of sets up a very funny situation and then hires, you know, funny actors who can think on their feet and, and something good can really come of that. So I, I think that's sort of our philosophy as well. We scripted out very, you know, so so it's it, it was very similar to the to the, uh, the the final version was very similar to the script, but there are some variations and there's some visual things that we we hadn't thought about and and there were some improv lines. So I think. You definitely want to have the plot laid out and have it be be a funny be funny characters, funny concept of where they're of what they're doing, where they're headed. But you know, leave some room for improv. 
kind of like a structured sort of chaos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We know a little bit about YouTube having certain algorithms. People have been talking about this online a lot, but the, I guess certain things like influence the amount of views you can get. Do you know anything about that, or has that helped you or harmed your video at all? Or Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly it was... It, it uh, there are a lot of other videos called pool party already on YouTube. I'll tell you that that's something I learned. Yeah, I, I think maybe on the next one I'll try to try to do better SEO on on you know I, I think I think a lot of our views came from from Reddit. We're still getting some some from YouTube. Yeah, I've seen I've in in jobs I've had in the past. I've definitely sort of gamed that. SEO thing where you know people are searching for something and you name your video that and that, and that helps. This one didn't totally have it's not there's not a clear thing that people are searching for that I can add to the title. Although uh, comedy, I mean, I, it's something I'm working on. I, it definitely is there. That is de if you do that well, you can definitely add to your number of views if if you gain the the YouTube SEO thing. It wasn't a huge factor for this one, but maybe maybe in the future I'll, I'll change the title bit for that. What qualities do you think makes a great series or film? And could you give us a few examples of those? Uh, comedy or anything? or Just anything. What, what makes a great film? Like something like engaging and that people will keep coming back to. Yeah. I, one, of my, one of my favorite films is Fargo. In general, I just love, I love the Coen brothers. And um, yeah, what's it... it uh, I mean, I think having having a unique, especially in comedy, having just a unique comic voice and sort of outlook on the world and is is important. And um, that Fargo certainly does have this sort of dark, bleak view of the world, but still with some some light. You know, the the uh, Marge Gunderson is is kind of a ray of sunshine in this in the bleak story. But um, but yeah, I think I think. Coen Brothers are a good example of this of, of just quality on every level also of just great writing meets great acting meets direct meets great directing meets great cinematography you know uh, oh another, another thing also I think in comedy that I that I respect about them is it's not it, the jokes are not totally explained to you it's very it's kind of kind of just this character is speaking how they would speak and this character is speaking how they would speak and it's very funny but it's not it's not sort of sitcom-y heavy-handy heavy-handed jokes um it's just sort of an absurd situation presented in a pretty straightforward way so that that i think is interesting yeah i think also just willing to be you know what's a good series or this you know the simpsons in its day and and um you know, uh, who else are like, like Ali G and Borat, they are willing to break some cultural taboos, but in a smart way. You know, I think there's, there's some sort of shock comedy that I, that I think sometimes it's just, just shock for shock value. But, but I think it's interesting to me when people break taboos, but in a very smart, clever way. And, and sometimes, you know, people, you also just break taboos in a, in a subtle way. You know, you maybe, maybe just the sort of, outlook on humanity you present is is like kind of bleak but in a subtle way and that's interesting because you, you certainly wouldn't see that on a you know network sitcom or something like that like most network sitcoms are pretty soft gloves on on people you know so i i think that's interesting definitely it seems like at least to me people are either 
funny or they're not. Like, you can always kind of tell when somebody is really trying to be funny and when they kind of genuinely know that they have a funny idea and they just kind of present it. Whereas somebody trying to manufacture funny, just it just comes off as artificial. I think that most people can kind of tell when it's genuine and when it's not. Yeah, I think I think that's another thing about comedy is like things that try too hard. It's things that are you've seen before. Just neither of those things I think are that funny. And it's sort of, you know, you talked about YouTube earlier. Like there is sort of something like that happening to me in 2006 or something. Like I would see a YouTube parody and just be, you know, cackling at how funny this was. And now I think that genre is like a little played out. You know, you've seen so many uh, parodies on YouTube and stuff. So it's like, it takes a lot now to, to make me laugh at, at that kind of stuff. You know, part, yeah, part of comedy also, I think, is surprise. So, so giving people something that, that they don't expect that's new is super important. Definitely. You mentioned Seinfeld earlier. It kind of reminds me of that, where I always felt like they knew what was written and what they were acting was funny. Like, there was really... It was just some kind of showing it to them, but it wasn't like, oh, I, I wonder if this is funny. I wonder if people think it's funny. It's like, no, it's funny. I mean, people, <laughs> some people will laugh, some people won't get it, but I never got the impression that they were ever like, oh, actually, I really hope that people will like this. It's like, no, I think, I think when yeah. something's genuinely funny, you kind of know. Yeah, I actually just read this book about uh, must-see TV in the 90s. is called Top of the Rock, and they, they talked about you know the network – NBC was giving notes to Larry and Jerry and kind of saying, oh, well, could you make these characters nicer? You know, maybe in the end, George apologizes or whatever. And they just and Larry and Jerry were just like, no, this is our this is our vision. And this is what we're going to do. And I think that is important for, for comedy is like have, having a clear voice and not uh, shying away from it. Now, we have a very important question that we like to ask everybody that we uh, we talk to, Paul and I here discuss it here quite often for some reason that is what is your opinion on hairless cats <laughs> they're weird looking but uh, thank you that's what i've been telling him he has oh they're so adorable they're no they're like, they are. You know, there are some people out there that just they look at an old person they're like oh look at that old person they're so cute i just want to take them home and take care of them they got all those wrinkles and, but no and one wants to like, cuddle and that's with, like and that's an what a hair to me like i i don't think old people are cute but i think hairless cats are just the cutest most adorable <laughs> little things with all their little folds and their grumpy faces and you know they look like demonic abortions that's that's the first thing that comes to mind oh they make uh -huh. me think of anubis <laughs> Or like those, yeah, those mo naked mole rats kind of thing. <laughs> Pretty much. Another like, adorable animal. We just That's cats should have hair. Hairless cats. It's an abomination <laughs> against nature. We've experimented I mean, if, too far. If people don't have to have hair, I don't think cats need hair either. Well, people should have hair. It's, it's <laughs> wrong when they don't. I got it. Google image search some some hairless cats. <laughs> just make sure you have your safe search on, or else you're gonna get <laughs> some uh, some other stuff going there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so where can we follow you to learn more about uh, Pool Party and any other projects you may be working on in the future? Yeah. Um, I would, you know, I created a new YouTube channel for, for this. You can go on YouTube and subscribe. That would be great. So you can also go to the website. So you should subscribe. I mean, if you, if you go to the first episode, you'll, you'll see our account and, and you can subscribe uh, so that I think would be the most useful thing for everyone. Um, 
And then we also have a website, uh, www.poolparty.com with three Ys. That's always going to have the, the latest episodes and also has some information about us. And I may, we may add some more behind the scenes stuff next time. You know, we have, we have accounts on Instagram and, and Twitter uh, and Facebook as well. Facebook's a good one also because you can you can watch the videos themselves uh, on Facebook. We upload the full episodes on Facebook, so you can check it out there too. But definitely subscribing on YouTube is probably the best. Do you know when the next episode will be out, or are you guys still um, working yeah, on it? Yeah, actually, just when I get off the phone here, I'm, I'm going to um, be working on the that, that vaping script and should have... Should, we should film it this month, and it should be out like end of the month or, or early February. Very cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Pool Party, a series that chronicles the insane experiences of being a passenger on, pub- on the public transportation system. Dan, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again, Dan. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different bmovie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another bmovie interview. We are the bmovie bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time.